and welcome to Alone in the Boondocks. My name's Andrew. And my name's Tyler. And this week, we are just kind of trying to catch up with everything going on in the world, or, you know, more specifically in our communities. With COVID-19, people are becoming more, uh, like, after like three weeks of quarantine, and I saw the first wave of people like, decide it was either a hoax or it wasn't very serious or they just didn't believe in i've heard it was the democrats right yeah um yeah I, i've literally i've actually seen that claim that it's all this is all like blown up by the democratic party which couldn't even get its candidate elected in 2016 against one of the most universally hated human beings on the planet earth they couldn't get their candidate elected but they hold enough sway to infect the entire world with a virus we're not even talking the united states we're talking globally shuts shuts an entire world down because the i've i've often read uh especially this past week um that as soon as the elections are over in 2020 the coronavirus will just disappear oh yeah because that's especially if joe biden wins it's just gone the democrats the george soros and bill gates will release the uh antibody nano spiders <laughs> and they will come on do they really have to be spiders can't we pick up better bug? i feel like what okay first of all spider bug implies insect and spider is not an insect sorry okay. arachnid and, and secondly what's wrong least, with spiders I, I wish they were what do you want them to be i wish they were nano nano scorpions nobody ever talks that's about scarier scorpions. have you been it's always it's always spider 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 scorpions don't get their do just they're well, just scorpions they are scary too you're right Okay, so the nano scorpions come out, and they <laughs> and they you. just start stinging everyone, and then all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> Coronavirus is gone. Right. Uh, no, we clearly they hold your feet with their their pinchers, yeah. and then they sting you. No, we clearly know that's not the case. But uh, after that first wave of people just deciding they were over it, you know, weeks ago, um, I re- I really thought that the sides had been well, the sides, quote unquote. There shouldn't be sides here. Um, but I thought that the sides at that point were well determined. Um, and at that point, you even still had a lot of Trump supporters or a number of Trump supporters k- taking this vaguely seriously because he was calling himself a wartime president. And now he's not even acknowledging that it's a thing. So I don't I don't know how you get from calling yourself like comparing you dealing with a pandemic to being at war, which there are similarities. I'll give him that. Um that being said, have, had this been a war, he would have gone down in history as aggressively one of the worst presidents to have ever. I mean, I I still think that'll happen clearly, um, but you know. Yeah, he's he's doing a strong job at trying to get that number one. Yeah, spot. no, I think he's got it. I mean, Andrew Jackson gives him a run for his money, and Ronald Reagan, despite being heavily loved, is has destroyed so much of this nation and has really set people of color back enormously um with his clearly racist war on drugs and his attempt at a working trickle-down economic system that again is just total farce that's never been a thing um hey you know how we can arrest people of color for drugs let's give them the drugs and then arrest well that's literally what oliver north did and now he's a he's a he's a paid spokesman on fox news to come on and you know talk about why everything you're doing Fox News viewer is right and uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter and, you know, the secret anarchists and communists, they're coming for you. 
I literally saw a clip hey, the other day. For any- I, I literally saw a clip the other day where um, Rudy Giuliani said, "Black Lives Matter are coming for your house. They want to take your house from you." So that's where we're at. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I guess sorry, I don't I don't want to cut you off here. My only point in my long interlude here is that uh, I really thought we had seen the people who would you know, decide they're over it. So it's over. I thought we had seen them already emerge, but I feel like in recent weeks, we've seen like a second emergence of these people. Right. It was, especially here in our area and surrounding areas. It was like almost as soon as that was like, how many weeks ago was it now that we all went green two weeks ago, three weeks ago that we were kind of, I think, I think like 98%. Yeah. I think two weeks ago, Every county in Pennsylvania the, went green. Yeah. I think Lebanon County last week was still yellow. Oh, okay. I think they were the last to go. Okay. But I, because I, I knew there was one, and I think that's the one. But it was like as soon as that happened, everybody was like, let's go yeah. out. Well, yeah, and that was the thing, like, too. Instantly. That ultimately, and it, it shouldn't be this. You shouldn't have to do that. I mean, but I mean, y- you have to put your message at the. You, you have to speak. I mean, this is the reason newspapers are written at a, at a fourth grade reading level. You have to present your message to the the uh, least thoughtful person in the room. It has to be presented at that at that level. And two things happened in our state and I think in a lot of states that um, made people feel justified to do what they were doing. OK, one of those was doing the red, yellow, green uh color coding thing. Um, a lot of other states did more than three steps. That being said, our state is one of three that has been praised by the CDC for, um, managing numbers the way that we did managing case numbers. I think it's cause we have a, I think it's cause we have a tyrannical governor. Yes, clearly. Um, Tom Wolf, um, is a, is yeah, blatantly, you know, when I think of the top, tyrant i can think of it's tom wolf is number one see Hands down, number yeah one. he's right between mao zedong and stalin for me so yeah you know i think i edge him out a little bit over mao zedong oh okay well fair enough um but the the color coding and it, i knew i know this sounds stupid but i think the psychology of people is red stop yellow caution green go everything's fine do whatever you want right you you are 100 percent right it's like red bad yellow not so bad green yeah. Get the kids in the car, honey. We're going to we're going to get some macaroni grill. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, I think that they saw that coming too, because as we as as more counties were approaching green, in their press conferences, they kept saying, Hey, green is not back to normal. Just so we're clear. Just so you right. guys know, right? We all get that. We're all adults. We all understand that, right? And people were like, Yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, green's green is just a precaution, right? Not normal. So that green hit, and they're like, "We're back to normal." <laughs> right. That's that's exactly what. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because if I didn't laugh, I'd I'd weep at this point. I think. Yeah. Um, There'd be a lot of crying on this podcast. Yeah. It would really alienate a lot of the the few listeners we do have. Alone in the boondocks, listen to two grown men cry. Hey, what'd you do last night when you were at home while it was raining? I listened to two grown men cry about the state of their small community. Yeah. Um, and I think the other the other thing uh, in messaging that got twisted and and picked apart was when they said, and again, I'm I am not 
proposing that they should have misinformed us. Um, but when they said, wear the mask, it's not for you, it's for other people, they woefully misinterpreted how insanely selfish people are, um, specifically Americans, because that messaging worked in mm, almost every other country. Like, you could say, yeah. hey, it's not for you, you young, healthy, rock-hard body stud. I hate the word stud. I can't believe I said it. Uh, <laughs> um, they didn't What's say that. They, they said it's for the other people. It's, it's for people who would be immunocompromised, uh, very young, very old, uh, potentially dealing with another infection right now. They told them that, and that was enough for, for the vast majority of the world to say, well, okay, of course I'll wear a mask. Um, that didn't work in America. When, when we were told the mask is for others, it's not for you, a bunch of people said, well, then the people who need me to wear a mask should stay at home because I ain't wearing no mask. Um, and that, right. that has been, and that's, that has been advertised with pride on social media in the last two or three weeks, especially, um, if you're afraid to go out without seeing me wear a mask, well, why don't you stay home? Right. Why don't you stay home? Don't you come in here while I'm trying to eat my KFC in the restaurant without a mask on. You really went from uh, macaroni grill, which I am not going to lie in terms of chain restaurants. I'm a fan. Real, yeah, really. No, that's I'm sorry if this ever hurts our chance to get a macaroni grill sponsorship. No beef here. The macaroni grill, a solid meal. You went from like if you were taking a if you were taking a girl out on a first date and yeah. you went to see a movie and then you're like, hey, do you want to go to the macaroni grill? If she said, I don't really like the macaroni grill, I think you should move on. I will remind you that for our senior prom, we did in fact drive our prom dates an hour away to go to a macaroni grill before prom. That is incorrect, sir. We went to Bangkok Walk. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Yeah. Maybe that was yeah. my... I can... T Okay, I can tell you exactly what I got and what my date got, so let's not all talk. Right. That... I got the pepper steak. It was all right. She got the pineapple fried rice. It was served in a half a pineapple. Here's, what, here's where I it think... It had cashews in it. Here's where I think... Uh, I guess I'm misremembering. I guess that was the prom that when I was a freshman in college and I came home to my senior in high school girlfriend to go to prom, which... That's probably what an alienating experience to come from college back to a high school dance. Anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> it's also not about Mac. Yeah, at least girl. you went with your girlfriend. I went with just a girl. Yeah, I went. I don't know if you recall. I was there as well. Yeah, no, you were. You were there. I remember. Not, not great for me either. Sorry. Um, the punch was good, I guess. Was it? No. Okay. It's just Sprite and Hawaiian punch. <laughs> uh. We think we went to a big budget high school. We think we get a high C on tap or something. There was a chocolate fountain at least the year before, if not that year as well. There was a yeah. There was also a chocolate fountain my t our tenth grade year because when I went to Votech, somebody from our school asked if somebody from the Votech wanted to come help do the food for it, and I got relegated to doing it. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, I forget. Uh, where I was going here, you said something about KFC. We were talking about masks. Yeah, we were talking about how people don't wear masks right. anymore. Right. Um, and I, uh, I've seen all all sorts of refutations against masks too. Like, so there are people who don't want to 
be as blatantly selfish. I mean, it's selfish regardless. If you're not wearing a mask, I, I, you have you've you lost, suck as a person. Yeah, you've lost the plot of what it is to care for your fellow human being. Uh, you, you I, I would advise you, especially because I know that a lot of these people are uh, people who follow a faith. Um, I would advise you to dig deep uh, in what the teachings of your faith are, because I don't know of too many faiths out there that say, go your own way, do your thing. And uh, if other people die because of it, no big deal. Uh, in fact, every major faith I know of practiced in the United States today has a pretty uh, solid through line of self-sacrifice that you should be the one taking on burdens for others without yeah. Right. Yeah, but I'm a typical American. I only pick and choose what I want to believe. Well, and that's the thing. Ultimately, so much of what has become, I mean, and we can talk about this later, but so much of what has become the American identity, and this is something that I, I, I it, it shouldn't have become a discovery recently. I should have thought about this long before, but there are symbols that you can present to look like uh, a proud American. Um, despite the fact that you do not embrace any of the supposed notions that the nation was built upon. Um, like people want to pretend like the sons of Liberty in Massachusetts would have stood with you, uh, in opposing any type of quarantine or stay at home order. When in fact, John Adams and Samuel Adams during a smallpox outbreak ensured that people were staying in their homes in Boston because the whole foundation, uh, in theory, you know, they still kept slaves. They didn't. They didn't believe that women should have a right to speak their minds. That yet, yeah, there's a lot of bad things with our founding fathers. I don't mean to whitewash this, but the notions that the nation was built upon, uh, while it was liberty, it was also responsibility, and and rights without responsibility are incredibly like that's an incredibly dangerous mindset. If all you think is I have the right to do this, I have the right to do this, and I have the right to do this. If you're not countering it with well, but it's also my responsibility, it's my duty to do this, then you're a toddler. You're a toddler who probably has a driver's license and can vote. And that's that's scary. Dangerous. Yeah. Um it's uh it's I'm glad that you brought this up because I uh Myself, um, I achieved something that I was working towards for a very long time. I got kicked out of my county's public Facebook group um, because I called out a man who was very transphobic. Oh, yeah. I got kicked out of the group. I got kicked out of it. It all started because this guy was like, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't need to wear a mask. And I was like, was... so yeah, this guy just says, I don't need a mask. They're for the people who are sick. And. I just, I didn't understand this guy. So I, we, we had like a long back and forth and eventually I just got sick and tired of him because he said, do you believe everything that Tom Wolf and his quote unquote freak have to say? And for those who aren't residents of Pennsylvania, Dr. Rachel Levine is a trans woman and this guy clearly had major issues with it. So that's when I call him out and ask him why she's a quote unquote freak. And he said, that's a man dressing as a woman who wants to be a woman, which is the most closed minded thing you can say about the entire yeah. scenario. Um, yep. So I maybe in the lack of a better judgment, tell the guy that I don't have time for him anymore. Read it. Read should... it. Read it verbatim. Read, read what it you verbatim? Said. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Um, I did. I think I what I got kicked out for is because I said the f word. Um, but so I actually I actually do have his his post here too. Um, it said, "Well, let's see here." A man that thinks it's a woman that dresses like a woman who is a pediatric doctor with no background in viruses giving, quote, advice and orders, unquote, like it's some expert. Like I said, you keep on believing everything Wolf's Sideshow tells you while I'll keep doing my own thing, like a millions, like millions of other Pennsylvanians are doing because they're seeing through the BS. He also refers <clears throat> to her as an it a couple times, and that's just oh, like, wow. like I... I'm pretty sure the guy has a treehouse in his yard, and I just want to tear the treehouse down. I don't hey. want to do anything harmful. What? Just want to take the treehouse down. All right. Just tear the okay. treehouse down. But anyways, I said in response, um, I'm going to leave his name out as much as I just want to say his name, because it, I think it adds to the part. He said, I'm done with you. I don't have time for your outrageously transphobic bullshit, and I'm sure you don't have much time either since you spend most of it kissing your cousin. Good luck not catching the coronavirus, you moron. I said effing moron, but I don't want to waste my one F word for this piece of shit. I like that but, you you do this podcast with PG-13 rules. Yeah. That you can say it one time. Uh, Your mom listens to it. I feel bad saying it one time, but I uh, feel like it needs it, need it sometime. I need some color. I gotcha. Um, yeah, and that, that has been, in Pennsylvania, uh, a prevalent theme for whatever reason in discrediting dr levine is that she is trans so um because they don't understand that that uh you know gender is a social construct not related to your biological sex um you know they think that that means that she has a poor grasp of science they also for whatever reason think that because she worked in pediatrics and i think cardiology too actually um i should check that uh, but because her background is not in vi- virology or epidemiology, epidemiology, um, that somehow that makes her not legitimate in what she thinks about COVID-19, which is mind-blowing because y- you do understand that the Department of Health is hundreds of medical professionals. It's not just, we don't just in, in state a czar and then listen to everything they say. Right, like, it's just- they're being advised... I heard that it was just one super doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dr. Levine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that, again, oh, yeah. these are people who oh, themselves don't, don't have a good grasp of science. But they that, that, that ultimately is what so much of that. That's what so much of the regressive assertion boils down to is they they pick up one red herring and that's it. Um they they refuse to defend and they only attack and it frankly as a rhetorical tool um you know this wouldn't stand up in any uh you know formal clinical academic um environment but you know for twitter rants and facebook arguments it works beautifully because it really gets under people's skin it gets under my skin um to a point that I will, and they also oftentimes will dedicate a lot yeah, more time. They don't have anything to a stupid to argument than I will. Um, and maybe maybe that's well, well. Uh, in some cases, I think that is the that is that is true. I mean, a lot of us are feeling like, oh man, what do I do with all this time because of you know COVID? Um, 
you know, to a lesser degree now, probably. Jokes on everybody. There was there was an episode where I told somebody I would I told the listeners I'd buy two of them a copy of Skyrim, and nobody is taking. Yeah, that me up is on interesting. So. Still does. We right. should also put a cap on uh, the the other offer we made in the last episode that we'll send you a free sticker if you share our podcast um, up until yeah. let's say because like the end of July. Currently, we're sitting at because I don't. I you know what? what <laughs> no, I lied. It's one. It's me. I share. <laughs> I just I. I just mean, you know, when like we're world famous in like 2022, I don't want people just sharing it like crazy and we're just sending out free stickers and we have to sell our houses yeah. because I, we have to hire a sticker person. Yeah. Um, we get stamps made of our signatures. Yeah. So uh, just as a as a brief update, ba- based on all these things that people are saying, I mean, we still are hearing people say, um the numbers are no worse than the flu. And we still have people saying it only affects uh, the sick and the old, which, again, if that's your barometer for why you should be allowed to do what you want to do, then suck it. Hey, there we go. That reminds me, that guy that I told at the protest to suck it still can suck it. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, as it stands right now in Pennsylvania, um, there have been a total of... 84,751 cases with 6,649 deaths. Um, If we look at where we are tracking with new cases per day, our peak was back in early April where we were seeing um, multiple days of 2,000 and nearly 2,000 cases per day. Um, As I said, the CDC praised the state for shutting things down so quickly. And um, by early may we were down to seeing closer to 1000 per day um yeah so like when it first shut down i remember very specifically i had off work the friday it would have been friday march 13th it was friday the 13th and that's when you had um had told me that things were starting to shut down yeah and then i had a show the next day and then that monday which would have been the fifth the 16th everything shut down right that's when and, we went like straight into the dark, like right. we were, and we still saw the bloom after that. Clearly, and that's the thing that people right. are people are losing track of here is that if you go out and do something, and three days later you still feel great, that's not the all clear, bud. <laughs> like that that means nothing. We're we're talking about an incubation phase here of up to two weeks. You could get you could be symptomatic the very. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. I don't know that. I don't know how long the, the minimum incubation period is. But, I mean, you can go two weeks without showing any symptoms and then all of a sudden see something, um, which, while we're talking about that, our lowest points have been our absolute lowest point. It looks to me like was the 15th of June. We had 339 new cases. And and that's where we were trending at for a little while in June, um, at the in the three hundreds new cases range, which was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. Right. And then it was like when the Pennsylvanians saw that they're like, we did a good. Yep. And today, six hundred and thirty-five new cases, and that is becoming the new right. Yeah, and it's only going to go up from the there new normal per day. Six hundred. Get their shit together. Yeah, five eighty. 604, 615, 494, 
and then 635. So we're definitely beginning an uptick in cases, and and rural folks are assuring themselves because our population density is lower, because uh, we don't live, you know, in um, buildings where there are multiple units in one building, which we do. There are plenty of uh, apartment buildings in our communities. Um, but they're assuring themselves on these, these natural distances that that means they don't have to wear masks. Um, that's crazy to me because regardless of what community you live in, urban or rural, you still have concentration points, um, like the grocery store, like the restaurants that are now, there's a restaurant at the edge of my town that moved a whole bunch of tables into the parking lot a few weeks ago. And they were like really spaced out and servers were wearing masks and everything. Um, which again, still the right, the right way to do things. If you're going to, if you have to do it. Right. Um, and again, I mean, that's, I guess if you, uh, you, you have gone out to restaurants. I still personally am not doing that. That's my choice. That's your choice. I don't think that you are being wantonly reckless by any means. That being said, right. And you know, we, sorry to cut you off. We went out on Saturday, which was, I think kind of at the start of when we're like, Oh, things are starting to get like bad yeah. again. I, I don't think I'm going out for a yeah. while now. Like I'll go to the grocery store and I'll make a Walmart trip, which if you don't have to go to Walmart, don't because it's a terrible place to begin with. It's even worse yeah. now. If you ever had to guess, it's way right. worse now. So this, this restaurant at the edge of town that had been for weeks, uh, following guidelines, I just drove past today and parking lot was loaded by the time I got to the other side of the restaurant where the outside seating area was it I saw it was gone so that means all of those cars have people who are now sitting inside and this isn't even a restaurant that has like a wall that can fold out you know there's like these big uh, windows like plate glass window doors that can open um, it's pure brick and mortar um, very tight context, very, very tight uh, proximity, uh, diner style. And it's all because, you know, it's done. We're over it, you know. Right. The Democrats are done now. Right. The deep state has been defeated. So, I mean, why don't you share, I mean, what you saw that was good at a restaurant that you went to? So, yeah, the, the Saturday, the last time that I had went out here, um, we went to a place probably about an hour, hour and 10 minutes from our, where I live, and everything was great. I mean, they had a few tables to sit outside. It's not a, it was in an actual town, so there wasn't a lot of space for outside seating, but it was like every other table had a, a keg on it, so you couldn't sit there. Impossible to sit there. Um, and then there was a, a no mask, no come in. Po- I don't know why I just said no come in. No mask, no come in. Um episode uh, title you needed a mask to enter and i watched a um i watched a young kid who i'm very proud of the kid because you know i feel like in a lot of times you know those teenagers or it's just their first job it's their summer job or whatever are a little intimidated by a, a grown man coming into it but he was like hey you don't have a mask on don't you come in here and he made the guy put his mask on before he came in the guy was not happy about it but good on the kid yeah and the servers were wearing masks and stuff they had a, a one way in one way out if, if if you had to write a book on how things should have been done in this, that's that's exactly how it should be done. Yeah. Um, we're we're seeing 
the big, presumably there was some behind the scenes conversation in, you know, the district, but, um, information has begun to be released to parents about how school will be offered, uh, come the end of August, the end of August, beginning of September. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're put back into the Pennsylvania red phase, we will not be in session. Um, it'll be purely homebound, purely virtual. However, if it is green or yellow, um, and I don't, I don't know yet what the union will have to say about this. I've heard, um, a little bit of conversation with that. Uh, but if we are in green or yellow, we will be in the building and, uh, students will be in the building with mask optional guidelines. Uh, but students can also opt to go virtual purely. Um, and I don't think that means enrolling in like the virtual academy that we have, but it would mean that uh, teachers who have these students regularly scheduled in their class would have to provide instruction to them virtually too. So, uh, you know, the end of the school year was a chaotic thing, a necessarily chaotic thing, uh, and I don't know of many industries that responded better than the the collective teachers that I know and that I've uh, spoken to, you know, from very far away too. Um, educators really took their role seriously here, and a lot of us were even kind of operating. Um, well, you know, we weren't operating as social workers, but you know, in conversation, we would say like, I feel like I'm more of a social worker because so much of my contact with my students right now is checking in to make sure everything is good. Um, food security was right. a huge the, worry. The a huge worry. Yeah. The education field kind of just got flipped on its head way faster right. than anybody expected. And I feel like most, most teachers kind of came out looking pretty good on it. I mean, I'm sure there was some yeah. people skeptical to the, uh, having to teach via computer because computers are the devil and the internet sucks. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, there were, there were definitely some people who just poo pooed it and complained and said, how am I supposed to do this? Um, but again, in my experience, most educators who I know, um, we, we knew we had to be enthusiastic about it or the students wouldn't be enthusiastic about it. I mean, that's the case when you're right. in the building, though, too. So, um, but yeah, so much more of what we were doing was just making sure everything was good with our students. And, um, you know, the, the district continued for a little while, not as long as I would have liked, but to um, provide meals to students who... Um, did not have food security in their own home. That was a big concern when the whole thing first started. And in fact, I have to credit a lot of restaurants in the area who were making free meals available to students. They weren't, they couldn't deliver them. They couldn't get them out to them. But if a student could get to a number of restaurants in our community, they were um, making meals readily available for free for them, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So that's I, a, that's a nice, a nice way to commute. The community can band together by providing yeah. those, simple thing. And I, and I hope we see that again when this inevitable second wave does rise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Pennsylvania. You got the second wave, uh, here before the fall. Yep. We got, we're getting it started, getting it started. So, um, you know, we, we end up talking about this somehow in almost every episode and, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say you have a particular hunger for it because I think I do too. I, I'm not just going to put that on you. We like to talk about, you know, uh, the conspiracy theorists 
And I mean, with the with the prevalence of them these days, it's hard not to at least mention it once. Yeah. From, you know, the coronavirus being a hoax by the Democrats to stifle the election for Donald Trump, even though he's clearly doing that for himself. Yeah. Um, and really just many, many more. There's... We've talked about it before, but, you know, Michelle Obama creating the dab, the existence of Bigfoot and stuff. Stuff like... True stuff like that. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I Facebook is the worst place for conspiracy theories, I feel. Like it's a never Right, okay. The things that I frequent, Facebook is by far the worst. Um So yeah, Facebook is really just the worst place for conspiracy theories that I frequently go to and stuff. So, um a great one that I saw the other day, um was that the the current testing for the coronavirus is incredibly inaccurate. I'd heard about that. Which, I also don't know if you saw that Rite Aid has now set up a bunch of testing facilities in central Pennsylvania. There's outside testing, there's outside testing sites at uh, multiple Rite Aid locations in, I think, the more populous parts of the, the area, but um, I don't, there's not one at my local Rite Aid is what i should get yeah oh did i well i didn't tell you about me uh going and trying to get an antibody test today no you didn't okay uh before you begin on this because there's way more meat on yours i went to a blood drive because i hadn't given blood for a while um and i found out that the red cross whenever you donate blood would for free and automatically do an antibody test um and let you know if you had been exposed to COVID at some point and now have the antibodies present. Again, that doesn't mean immunity, but it was, you know, an element of peace of mind that I would have liked to have had. So I uh, scheduled my appointment. I got there. I was going to give the the power red cells. And um, they we got through the whole process. They took my temperature when I came in. Everything's normal. And then uh, I'm sitting there talking to the woman. And she says, okay, take off your mask so I can take your temperature. So I pull my mask down. And she takes my temperature. And it was 99.9. And she looked alarmed. And she was like, are you feeling okay, honey? And I was like, yeah, I feel fine. I said, I'm a little worried now. Um, She said, don't worry about it. She said, let's just sit here. She said, and I can take your temperature again. Um, So mask goes back on. And we're sitting there for a while. And like six minutes later, she takes my temperature again. 100.1. So at that point, she's like, I can only take your temperature twice. She said, um go home and and monitor your temperature. And if, you know, anything happens, call your doctor. Uh, So, and I had said to her, like the mask that I've been wearing seals tightly around my face. And I've, I've worn like the, the cloth ones that they give me, like when I take my daughter to the pediatrician and they, they breathe way nicer, but I feel better have, you know, knowing it's locked in there with me a little bit. So I said to her, is it possible that, you know, it's just for me breathing in my own hot air consistently and she said well no because then everyone would be reading higher um so i was very frustrated and i'm leaving and i see the woman who was in line behind me also leave before i had pulled out of the parking lot and i said did you have a high temperature too and she said no i had a low temperature i said what was it and she said 95 degrees so oh yeah that's actually worse than your slightly high temperature. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like hypothermic, actually, or at least close to it. Yeah. So I got home and took my temperature, 98.6. Um, so I think that there was something wrong with their thermometer. Long story short, I did not get to take the antibody test. 
and I felt really bummed out about it because I was looking forward to giving some blood and getting an antibody test. But anyway. But yeah, so just since you didn't know, I'm just going to assume a bunch of people don't know. But the tests at Rite Aid are free. Oh. All you have to do is go show your, your ID. Wow. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have the ability to do it, I'm almost thinking that I maybe want to do it just so I know. I don't think I've come in contact with it, but it never hurts to know. And I suggest right. if you think you have, go find your nearest testing site and just get it done. I think it's probably, what is it, two or three days you get your results back and stuff. So it's better to know. And if it's, I mean, don't quote me on the fact that it's free, but I'm fairly certain that it's free testing. Okay. Cool. So that's your, uh, that's your Tyler's helpful advice for the week. Good job, Tyler. Because I don't often, I don't often give out helpful advice. That, I usually just complain about a lot. That was very, that was very helpful, Tyler. Hi, do you? Oh, I know why your temperature was so high too. I made this joke probably too many times when I was at the Walmart. I was like, I have to take this mask off. I'm breathing in way too much CO2. <laughs> Which you've seen, they've completely debunked. Your oxygen levels yes. do not decrease. Yeah, oh so God. much so that I think my wife was getting angry at me because I would just look at her very scant and out of breath and be like, she'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, too much CO2. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Facebook conspiracy theories about the coronavirus. I don't know if I want to read this word for word because I feel like it may dock somebody, but mm, I don't know. I think it's okay. Okay, if you say it's okay, then I'm okay with it because I was well, really only going to not do a... I'll, we'll read we'll read bits and pieces. I'll read the... I, here, here's I my thinking. If you feel comfortable enough putting out garbage, we're not giving them your home address. You know, we're not even right. giving them your name. I, I think that when you enter an idea into the public sphere, then it is for all of us to quote and pick apart. That's just how it is. Okay, then let's pick away. Let me start from the top. Um... My words are not very eloquent, and I will stumble over this a bunch because I'm not great at reading. So um, so this was a, a link posted, and this was the caption with it. Um, I will tell you what the link was after we're done here. So it says, or don't, because the testing is incredibly inaccurate, and they're scrambling to try to, quote-unquote, increase the numbers. If you feel they're, healthy... They're trying to increase the numbers. Right. They, they as in the government want there to be more te more coronavirus cases, I guess. So just even saying that sounds so stupid. Well, this is that thing that Trump said a couple days ago when he said, you know, we're urging people not to get tested because that drives numbers up. Y yes. By seeking information, we will have a more accurate picture of what's going on. Sorry, continue. No, anyways. Um, did you know that if you get tested now and show antibodies from being positive previously, you're counted as a positive case? Did you know that people are being tested multiple times in a day or in a week and getting various results? Did you know that if you're truly positive and you're tested multiple times, resulting multiple positive resulting in multiple positive tests, each of those tests counts towards their positive cases, even though you are only one person? So... How do you feel about that paragraph? So sources, number one, I guess. Number two would be the deaths aren't being aren't, aren't able to be faked. So the only thing that that would presuppose, I guess, is if the, the, the case number is higher than it truly is, that makes this deadlier than we believe it to be because it drives down the case number. But that death number can't go down. 
unless they're claiming, right. as I have seen some people claim, that if you die from a heart attack, well, they're just calling it COVID-19, right? Oh, uh, he, got, he got decapitated. That was the coronavirus. Right, yeah. No one is doing that. No one is doing that. You, you, would, you would lose your medical license if you did that. Yeah, at least and, thankfully and I haven't out. seen any. I haven't seen any in a while. But you know, three months ago, when every chiropractor in the world was a Ugh. epidemiologist, they knew everything about how viruses are tra- uh, passed yeah, between yeah, human yeah. beings. While we talk about chiropractors, really briefly, just a quick shout out to our friend Nate, who pointed out to us how heavily steeped the history of chiropractors uh is in just utter quackery um even just direct yourself to the wikipedia page it is who it's a lot but uh he will be on next week's episode with us to talk about a number of things from a uh from an urban perspective cairo cairo is it chiropractor Chiropract- <laughs> I think it's chiropractic. 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 You can obviously tell which one of us is the smart one on this show. Um, so I'm going to just skip a part that doesn't really make any sense. But okay. the next part says if you're healthy, stop letting the media scare you. This is insane. Well, yeah, okay. Here, here's what I'll. The timeless, the timeless classic yeah. of don't let the media scare you. Here, here's what I'll say. Concerning the media and I and I made this concession to someone earlier this week when I was talking to them. I can't remember the last time I saw uh, a screen from CNN that didn't say breaking news across the bottom. Right. I mean, let's make this concession and be fair about the fact that uh, the mainstream media uh, definitely has a vested interest in having you tune in, having you click, having you buy a paper. Um, It is a for profit industry. So do they sensationalize things? Yes. However, are they reporting on things? Are, are they coming to conclusions that are woefully different from objective aggregators like the Associated Press and Reuters? No, they aren't. Now, if you go to Fox News, if you go to Breitbart, if you go to Infowars, yeah, they're coming to some different conclusions. Um, but those are the ones who you're getting so much of your distrust of mainstream media stoked from. So, yeah, I've heard something about turning the friggin' frogs gay or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're almost out of this loon of a post here. Um, so the next part says, again, we see all the hype over the quote-unquote scary virus, wearing masks, staying home, but where is the media coverage on boosting our immune system? What's going to happen this fall slash winter when we haven't been exposed to germs and then flu season rolls around? Wasn't the whole thing about your immune system not... You're not going to lose your immune system in three months. Right. Or four months or a year. It doesn't really work like that. I mean, there's something... There's a, there's a degree to that. I mean, will we... I don't know. I don't know. E- even that, though, is such a red herring. If you want to compare, oh, you're going to get more colds this winter to, you you know, the, the better option is to be out there getting a potentially very deadly disease. What? What? Like, have you, I mean, it's not to say that people don't die of colds, right? But go ahead and just look up that death rate real quick and compare that to COVID-19 and declare to me that it's better for us to be out there licking doorknobs right now, risking COVID-19 so that we can continue to bolster our immune system. Mind blowing. And again, let me just, I'll just tell them the same thing they tell us now. If you're scared of the cold in in six months, just stay home. Oh, that's good. 
that's good. I'm going to have to, yeah. Yeah. Just stay home if you're afraid of it. Why are you afraid of a silly cold? Yeah. The flu, the flu kills more people than a cold, right? Yeah. You know, the other thing um, that I've seen pushed a lot against specifically people out representing for Black Lives Matter uh, and, and, you know, racial unity uh, and justice is people saying like, uh, they'll, they'll like post a link that says after thousands flood beaches, COVID rates are expected to rise. And I saw some keyboard warrior post that and then say, um, how come it's all the beachgoers and not the protesters? And actually they said rioters. They didn't say protesters. Um, how come none of them are going to get sick? And it, it is interesting because I've, I've talked to so many people and said this shouldn't be a political issue, but it, it has become one. So while the left is out protesting and demonstrating, guess what? They also all accept the science that the mask is cutting down on infections. And like I said in our last episode or the episode before, at the protest that you and I were at together, I didn't see anyone without a mask. Anyone. Right. Um, and if anybody if anybody needed to take a mask off, they took a giant step away from the group. Right. Everybody who needed to take a break, they just stepped away from everybody. Yep. Um, and then, too, if you want to compare, and I, I saw a breakdown of this, I should have this, um, of the number of people protesting nationally compared to the number of people who did just flood just the beaches of Florida alone. The number of beachgoers far outweigh the number of protesters, and the density of them far outweigh the density of the protesters. So, uh, right, you saw some of those pictures from from beaches around the country. People were on top of each other. Yeah, like, and not in the normal way that beaches attract people who want to be on top of each other. Yeah, sex. <laughs> but this podcast isn't about sex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um. The, the talking points that you're talking, that you're bringing up from this particular person, um, this is the same person who, um, just, just so we're clear, just so we understand the ilk with which is kept here. Um, this is a person who a, a few weeks ago posted something about dozens of kids being taken from their homes at night in North Carolina by children and youth services. Um, and no one knows where they're at but they've been taken to secret underground tunnels um, to be, you know, taken from one place in the United States to the other. And look, child abduction is a real thing. It's it's scary. But guess who's not abducting children en masse? CYS. In fact, I can speak from a relatively uh, uh, a point of relative insight here to say that it's very difficult to get the court order to remove a child from their home. It would uh, it would be even more difficult, I would assume, to get the order to remove dozens in the night without their parents knowing and put them in tunnels. Um, and what this all ties into is two very interesting things. First of all, these are the same people who are saying that, you know, the police didn't do anything wrong. This was a crisis actor, yada, yada, yada. But do you know what law... Ben Bailey. It was Ben or, Bailey who right, did it. Yeah. But do you know what every CYS worker has to rely upon to be able to go into a home and remove a child, a police officer. So, so now you're suggesting that the police must be in on this too. Um, and, and, and two, what, what you really need to face if you're going to, you know, begin pushing these theories is that you are less than a step away from accepting QAnon theories. 
like that the the whole sub the subnational tunnels um that is that is a QAnon theory um like the door is open and you've got a foot in it yeah no yeah exactly you've decided to push that theory which again has zero credibility zero evidence um also i don't know what undertaking must occur to create a tunnel system under the entire continental u.s for the purpose of and again so here's where here's where i'll add uh this is the bridge between where you're at if you believe this garbage to QAnon. um you put the kids in the tunnels QAnon picks it up from there and says those kids were put in the tunnels so that they could be distributed throughout the nation to be harvested by you know the members of the illuminati the elite uh the clinton obama bush folks um and like right. we done could you just imagine being the the cys person having to ask the judge for that court order he's like uh step forward what can i help you with and they're just like uh 48 kids yeah. i need to get 48 kids out at night i need to take them from a tunnel in alabama to a town to a to a tunnel in arkansas i'm gonna need to do this under the guise of night and no police and i need officers. one of the special tunnel cars that runs real real good under them tunnels um, right. Oh, that's great. We have a 2020. 20, 20, 20, I can't even talk anymore. Are you having a stroke? A 20 tunnel. I can't say 2020 tunnel car. 20 ton. I can't say it. I can't say 2020 tunnel car. Um, oh my god. So yeah, I, I think the other thing that I mean is as these ideas become more more prevalent, CYS is already one of the most hated organizations in the country um, because of all the misinformation that's spread about them. And because if you have a child removed from you, um, again, like I said, a lot of evidence has to be put into place. Um, it, it's not just someone calls and says, hey, he hit his kid. It doesn't work like that. Uh, an investigation ensues. Um, it, it has a lot to do with proving intent and things like that or proving whether or not the child is then in a, a, con a continuously unsafe environment. Um, just imagine being the CYS worker who has to show up at a house to remove a child, and now you're not just being screamed at for being, you know, a horrible person who wants to take people's kids. You're being screamed at for being a horrible person who wants to take kids to tunnels so that they can be harvested for Hillary Clinton's adrena adrenochrome farm, right? Like that's that's where we've got. This sounds this sounds like a terrible sci-fi movie, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mentioned earlier in the episode about how so many Americans and, and, and conspiracy theorists notwithstanding, so many Americans are losing the idea of what the country was supposed to be, you know, about or, 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 or what we what all of these symbols of freedom and liberty and justice uh, are representative of, you know, the freedom and liberty and justice. And instead, you consistently see people with profile pictures of eagles um, you know, saying that if, if you didn't want to get shot by the police, then you shouldn't have broken the law. I mean, are you, are you a proud American patriot who believes that due, due, uh, due, due process should be withheld from anyone? I just said do 90,000 times there. Uh, it's like 2020 tunnel car. Yeah. That, that is, there, there's a, there's such an incredible disconnect there. I, po I posted on my, my own page about, uh, a truck I saw that had the Punisher skull with Trump hair and also another big de decal that said, uh, Jesus loves Trump, which Jesus loves everyone. Uh, so yeah, but to draw that connection, you're, you're talking about, um, 
you know, the, the, the central figure of a faith where, uh, a person, God in human form, um, lived a life of total charity and sacrifice and told his followers that they should give everything of themselves for another person, period. There was no, if they're a good person, there was no, uh, you know, if they agree with you, it was that you are to give selflessly, period, right? And then we connect that to Frank Castle, the Punisher, who uh, is the symbol of the the justice system failing, right? He returns from war, his family is murdered, and then he goes, he becomes a violent vigilante who kidnaps, right. tortures, and murders he becomes people. A, he becomes a violent vigilante because the justice system doesn't work. Right. So to so to like, connect to, to to connect those two symbols, right? Which initially, when I was thinking of it, I was like those are you know Jesus Christ and Frank Castle, the Punisher, are on the opposite ends of a spectrum. But really, I think what you've got is a nice triangle here, uh, where. Well, they're it, are you a member of the Illuminati? I'm sorry, I'm sorry for for those of you who can't see us, which is all of you. Uh, I did just make a triangle symbol with my forefinger and thumb. Um, but at, at the at the third uh, crux or vertice of this triangle is Donald Trump, who definitely has nothing in common with Jesus Christ, and also definitely has nothing in common with Frank Castle, except for the fact that they both break the law a lot. Um, yeah, th th this all goes back to the I had mentioned about the uh, the, the 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 loss. How how much the irony is lost on people who will fly the thin blue line flag next to the Gadsden flag. Um, people who will fly the American flag next to the flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. These are symbols that represent something. And if you don't also champion those things that those flags represent, that those symbols represent, then you've literally just adopted them because you think they look nifty. And that's it. It's just, it's your membership card to the Proud American Club. The, the membership card to the Proud American Club should be believing that we should treat every human being with a, a, a standard of respect and dignity. Uh, the standard should be the, the, the plaque of the new Colossus by Emma Lazarus at the, at the feet of the Statue of Liberty. That, that, that should be the standard that, that proves that you are the Proud American. Because the proud American isn't saying, make America great again. The proud American is saying, let's improve America. Let's move America forward. Let's embrace the change that is clearly necessary for everyone to have a fighting chance. But if you're struggling with that, if you're struggling with that, I don't want to say that you're lost forever, but I, I am going to say that, as we all should, you need to sit and do some soul searching because struggling to protect monuments instead of people struggling to protect a flag instead of the entire race that it is meant to be in direct opposition of. Um, I, I, you're not a proud American. You have a bag on your head and the shame that goes with wearing a bag on your head should be present in your heart. So I will step off my soapbox. Boom. That's it. So that was it. That's the excerpt that people are going to be listening to 20 years from now. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can uh, we get shirts made that don't say make America great again? They say make America better this time. Oh, we should. That would be nice. 
That would be nice. Yeah. Um, before we sign off, um, first of all, Black Lives Matter. That hasn't stopped. Um, we didn't talk about it a whole lot in this episode, but the nation is dealing with two major crises at a time. Um, it's not that the, the, the battle for, for equity and justice was ever not. In fact, it, it should have been more present on our minds, you know, since the beginning. Um, but it, it's, it's here now. It's at the forefront of our attention, as it should be. So um, please don't think that because that wasn't what we were capitalizing on here today that we have in any way forgotten the struggle of our brothers and sisters, black, indigenous people of color. Um, it, it's, it's, it, I hate, I hate, I hate to say the struggle is real. That's such a millennial thing to say. It is, it is, but it's so true. I mean, I just, I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people posted, uh, um, you know, an inspirational quote and then they're like, I did my part. Now I'm stepping back out and looking at pictures of cute cats, which look at pictures of cute cats. Again, I'll stress that thing. I think we need to continue to be advocates of mental health. If you need to cut people out of your, your life because they are toxic to you, it's not your job to convert them to science or to anti-racism. Um, but they won't be converted unless we try. So when you can try, the thing you- is it's very easy to cut those people out now because they make it very blatantly obvious how they yeah. feel. So right. it's just, done yeah and i and i see that philosophy amongst a lot of white allies and and again i don't mean to discredit that that's fine um but as a friend of ours pointed out recently i don't know if you saw the post um was it from today yeah yeah if if we cut all of these people out then we leave them to their own echo chamber and and will they ever change their mind if they're just allowed to exist in their own you know, racist anti-science echo chamber. No, they won't. They won't. They really won't. So, um, you have to weigh that. I I do believe that that's an individual decision. Um, it is not an okay and legitimate individual decision to be a racist yourself, uh, in any way. So that's not what I'm saying, but, um, also let's touch on one more thing here because we forgot to mention it all last month. It was pride month last month. Oh yeah. Um, alone in the boondocks is now officially declaring July, Pride Month times two, Part two. Uh, electric boogaloo. Electric <laughs> no, boogaloo. Don't you say the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Pride Month to the Redux. Yeah. Um, so have at it. Um, if you want, Alone in the Boondocks can officially make Pride Month twelve months a year. We're for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every I'm month sad that there were month. no. I'm sad that there were no Pride parades because of the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, that was. But I also think that a lot of those garbage corporations who have fought. You know, they didn't take a stand before marriage equality was established, but then after it was established and they didn't have as much to lose, then all, oh, no, then all of a sudden they are right. very pro-LGBTQ+, which is very a very transparent move. But anyway. Do you, know what the, do you know what the best Black Lives Matter company is right now? Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's yeah. wins everything. Well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Support black-owned businesses, though, too. You know, and I yeah. and I don't think Ben or Jerry would would take issue with me saying that they are donating right. a lot of money to uh, charities supporting Black Equity, so that is very legitimate as well. So um, let's do Rex, and then make sure we do thanks. Okay. Yes, Rex, wanna, Rex and thanks, Rex and thanks. Do you, do you want to do your rec first? Go. No, go ahead. You okay. take the lead, sir. All right. So my rec, um, you know, last the last two weeks, uh, very specifically related to Black Lives Matter. Um, 
this week, I just want to bring it back to coronavirus here a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure next week we'll resume um, talking more specifically about social justice and equity. Um, but anyway, a book called Not a Scientist, How Politicians Mistake, Misrepresent, and Utterly Mangle Science by Dave Leviton. This is, in fact, a signed copy. Shoot, where'd you meet Dave at? Can you see that? I didn't meet him, but but uh, oh. but there's a you know a bookstore um, that had Wait, a bunch of signed copies. There's a bookstore. Shut up. Uh, anyway, this book is great. Uh, he does not pull any punches talking about global warming, talking about um, uh, abortion, talking about marijuana, um, talking about evolution. Um, he does a really great job at at stitching um, what the real science is to how politicians intentionally misrepresent and weaponize it um, to be used on an ignorant uh, constituency. So um, he's a little bit uh, like, I think he praises Bill Maher in here a little bit, if I remember correctly. And I'm not a fan of Bill Maher. He's kind of um, an ass, but anyway, it's a good book. Check it out. Uh, not a Scientist by Dave Leviton. Oh, so not like everybody on Facebook who are scientists. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now for my recommendation of the week. It's very simple. Wear a fucking mask when you go out. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have to recommend for right now. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a jabroni. Wear your mask. I wish we could end right there, but we do, we do, we, we must, right. we do must say our thanks. Uh, yes. but that would have been a great soundbite to end on. Um, so anyway, uh, thanks to Kayla Little for our art. Uh, as always, she is, <laughs> it's, I, I say as always, as if like each individual week she updates the thumbnail for us, but, uh, we are still just very thankful for the thumbnail that she created. Uh, I never thought I would see an image of myself or a representation of myself that I liked so much, uh, but I do. So uh, We're also going to thank Josh Engel for having to listen to this train wreck of an episode and all my audio issues so he can really fix it up. I think we did an all right job. He's going to make it so much better. Um, hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm sorry that you have to deal with this moron. Uh, yeah. Making the show is, is no more fun than editing the show with him. So It's like Pinky and the Brain. You're the brain and I'm Pinky. Okay. <laughs> but I also just heard a weird fan theory that Pinky is actually the genius in Pinky and the Brain. I've heard that, I think. Yeah. Anyway. But anyways, Josh Engel, great guy, stand-up guy, um, very much an ally in the Black Lives Matter thing. Also, he and I are in a band called Elsewhere, and we have new music coming out soon. So I'm going to plug that, too. Oh, man. You just did a feed drop in the middle of our podcast. Oh, yeah. We did not talk about... eight people... We, we did, you did not run this by me. Oh, we're rambling. Yeah. Uh, anyway... I'm Andrew. And I'm Tyler. And we are alone in the boondocks. Uh, we haven't figured out alchemy yet, but we're still wearing our masks when we go out.